Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another Destiny Changing Word by David Entry from one of our Revival Seeking Youth Services. If you want to control your world, catch the word. Be blessed. Are you ready for God's word? What did I speak about last week? Huh? The plan part two. So I think we should do the plan part three today. It's a plan. It's a plan. Father, thank you for bringing us together. Thank you for the privilege to hear your word. As we teach your word, we pray that you impact yourself into us. Change our lives, change our stories, and let us be, let us be expressions of your glory. To your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. The plan. God has a plan. He said, don't be ashamed of the testimony of Christ, nor of me, his prisoner. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 8. Don't be ashamed. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our, uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter 1, verse 9 said, I, John, your fellow brother, I, John, both your brother and companion, in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patience of Jesus Christ. Three things he mentions. The tribulation, say the tribulation. The kingdom, say kingdom. Patience, say patience, of Jesus Christ. So you want to be in the kingdom of Christ, you must know that you, you also have to undergo some patience and you need tribulation. You know what tribulation? Tribulation is many troubles or troubles that become a nation. <laughs> so tribulations is afflictions difficulties how many of you since you became a genuine Christian have come encountered some tribulations some persecutions your silly brother who doesn't respect anything has been the biggest problem of the family and you used to be naughtier than anybody until you met Christ now they are comparing you to the bad one and they are rewarding the bad one and you attacking you. What have you done? It's because you went to church. But you used to stay all three weeks away from home. So now that you are a Christian, now that you are taking Christ serious, you are the one who is being punished. The afflictions of Christ, the tribulation. He said, I am your fellow brother. I don't. Both your brother and companion in the tribulation, the kingdom and the patience of Christ, Jesus Christ was on the Isle of Patmos for the word of God and for what? The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Revelation 19 verse 10. Said, you are telling others that I am what I am. Said, worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. How come you are prophesying but we can't find Jesus inside it? It's not prophecy. It's not prophecy. Any prophecy that does not draw people to Christ is not of God. The spirit of so he says that for the testimony of Christ, say the testimony of Jesus. That means that we are witnesses of him. You're living. And he says that I am a prisoner. I am in the Isle of Patmon because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. The word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. The word of God that I'm holding on to has landed me in prison. 
and the testimony of Jesus Christ. So another prisoner, I feel like preaching, and, and another prisoner, another prisoner said, he said that, don't be ashamed of me. He said, don't be ashamed of me. Don't be ashamed of the testimony of Jesus, nor of me, his prisoner. But it goes on to say, but be ye, oh Jesus, nor of me his prisoner, but share with me, not in the breakthroughs. Anyone whose focus, tell that your auntie. Her focus about Christianity is all about what God will do for her. Tell her, I said she missed it. He said, don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. Now watch this. Do you know this? No, I'm not, I wasn't supposed to quote this, but just, I, you know, I just want to quote more scriptures than I, I'm supposed to. Yeah, so you, you buy one, you get three free. <laughs> Sometimes the reason why I do this, I tend to want to go back before I come to where I am, so that there can be a continuation, continuum, you know, you don't just take it out of context, so you can, so now, the topic here is, when you actually, I'm getting tempted to go to chapter verse six, where it says that, stay up the gift of God. Oh, that's a nice one. Verse six says, stay up, therefore I remind you, stay up the gift of God, how do you get, which was given to you by the laying on, who told you laying on offense doesn't matter? But the laying on offense. But before then, he spoke about his mother, his grandma, Lois. And he said, please, that will take me too far back. But let's go forward. So he says that don't be ashamed of the test of, or be not ashamed of the testimony of uh, Lord Jesus Christ, not of me, prisoner. But share with me in the suffering for the gospel. Say the gospel. the gospel. Anytime you see the gospel, I want to train you to do something. Anytime you see the word gospel in the Bible, especially in the, New, in the Bible, it's only in the New Testament you see gospel. Anytime you see the word gospel, Train yourself to see the economy of God. Okay, oh, economy is too much. Plan. Plan. The, the, the only means by which God can fulfill his plan on earth is through the gospel. That, that's the only way God can fulfill his plan. And that is what makes preachers so important to God. Mm. You didn't get it. Let me say it again. The only way God can fulfill his plans on earth is through the gospel. That's why when Adam and Eve fell, if you don't have revelation, you would think it was a disappointment for God. According to Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, it created the opportunity for God to be the first to preach the gospel. So in theology, it's called Proto-Evangelion, the first gospel. Evangelion is gospel. You, you know, you have touched this. You, you, eulogy. What's eulogy? Good speaking. Logi, logi is logos. All right, logos, logia, logic. Uh, so eulogy is good speaking. When someone dies, you are reading the eulogy. Okay, and then we, we, we have uh, uh, euphemism. You, you know what euphemism is? You go to the dentist and he said, oh, it, it, it will just be a little bit uncomfortable. He's, trying, he's going to hurt you. <laughs> By saying it in a nice way, it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable. That's, that's euphemism, to use some things nice, to say something nicely. So you has to do it good. And then, angelos. Do you know what angelos? What does it sound like? Los Angeles. Angelos. Angelos is an angel. 
What's an angel? Angelos is actually a messenger. Yeah, angelos is an angel is just someone who is bringing message. All right. So angelos is messenger. So when we say you angelion is good message. So the gospel, the Greek word translated good news is actually a God translated. Anytime you see gospel, it's actually is good news. So good news. You angelos. So the proto euangelion is the first gospel. And the first gospel was preached by God. And you would have thought that the congregation would be the church. The congregation was the devil. (laughs) Genesis 3 said, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head. That's talking about Jesus. Jesus will bruise your head and you will bruise his heel. God said, this is what I'll do. Adam! Where are you, Adam? Adam, where are you? Adam, I put you in the garden. Where are you? Um, We are here. But where are you? I heard your voice, and I was afraid. Man has always been running away from God. So those who say, I don't do church, it's just Adam nature is that's his person. I was afraid because I was naked. And I hid myself. Who told you you are naked? Have you eaten from the fruit I told you not to? Do you know his answer? He should have said yes. He said, it's my mother. She didn't pay my school fees. <laughs> it's that boy who broke my virginity. It's my ex. It's my this. It's, you are always blaming others for your behavior. We all, and some of us, they've told you, you have a particular, and you are happy with it, and you are using it as an excuse, as an excuse from doing what you're supposed to do in life. You have to achieve great things in life. Many years ago, I heard a story, I'll come back to Adam. I heard a story about a man. He was born with a very rare skin condition. Many years ago, I heard a story about him. He was born in America. Born in a very rare skin condition. He will hold his skin and he can pull the skin like chewing gum, like plastic, and then leave it and then he come back. Rare skin condition. And instead of feeling sorry for himself like some of you are, instead of using that as an excuse for failure, he said, I have an idea. He got an idea. And then he went on social media. That time there was no social media, but... He advertised, come and see the world's first rubber man. Before Expandable's movie was made. And people will come, they will pay. And when you come, you will just pull the skin. Wow. And he was making money. He turned his misfortune into an opportunity, into a fortune. You, you can always do something better with your life. And stop blaming people because I was sacked from school. Because they didn't give me, they didn't give me an opportunity. Because, I, I'm a, I'm, because I'm white. Because I'm black. There are a lot of black people, white people, green people who have achieved what you say you can't achieve because of your color. Now, are you trying to say the problem doesn't exist? It exists, but you also can do something and override the negative impact on your life. 
Well, Adam said, God, it's not me. It's the woman you gave me. <laughs> so Adam, God said, Adam, where are you? Have you eaten? It's the, it's the woman. And God went to the woman. That's very interesting. Come. Adam, have you eaten what I told you not to eat? Point to the woman. Then God went to the woman. Woman, have you eaten what I point to the devil? You would have thought God would ask the devil why. He didn't ask the devil a question. God said to the serpent, he left Adam, left the woman, and rested raining curses on the serpent. See how much God started protecting you from the day you started falling. From the day you started falling, God started protecting you. He started releasing curses on He said, because you have done this, you are cursed. God never cursed Adam. Because he has blessed him. So he never cursed Adam. He never cursed Eve. He, he said to Adam, he said, the ground is cursed for your sake, not you. To Adam. He said, so he said, because you have done this and he, you have listened to the, the voice of that girl. Yeah. Yeah. You followed the girl and disobeyed God. You followed the boy and disobeyed God. He said, because you have done this. He said, and, and I've eaten from the fruit which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat of it. Cursed. Oh, God is amazing. I thought God was going to say, you are cursed. He said, he's Adam, because you have done this. And meanwhile, come, let's say, this is what God did. He said, Satan, because you did this. And he said, you are cursed. You are not cursed in Jesus' name. Amen. And then he, when he finished with them, he came to Adam. Adam, because you listened to the voice of your wife and you have done or disobeyed me, the earth is cursed for your sake. Wow. He took it away from Adam and cursed wow. the earth. Wow. Now, clap for Jesus. And look at this. This is, this is all part of the plan. It was all part of the plan. And this, he says that curse, curse is the ground for your sake until you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Is that the end? Look at the, verse, the next verse. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. So on the cross, they took the thorns and put it on his head as crown. It's still part of the plan. Part of the plan. Tongues that is meant to hurt you. Jesus said, I'm going to carry it. 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 It's the plan. So, but when he was cursing the devil, he cursed the devil and inserted the gospel. And God said, there's an put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed, he, see that he is capital, he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Proto-Evangelion. The first gospel is not preached by any pastor. God himself, he preached it to the devil. You think you have gotten your way around man? You've made man fall? So you are happy? No, you have brought a curse on yourself. And he says that he says that the seed of the oh, God said the seed of the woman, something is going to come out of that woman. 
Let me, let me take you a little bit further. This is very interesting. And afterwards, this is very funny too. It's very, God drove them out of the garden. <laughs> and verse 23, 24, God drove man out of the garden. Ooh. Therefore, the Lord, the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from where he was taken. And then cherubs came and blocked it with swords. You can't go in again. And look at the next verse. This is going to be very interesting. Now, Adam knew his wife. Let's all say that together. One more time. No, with a noun. Let's go. Say it louder. Even louder. I suppose you know what that means. He knew his wife. He became intimate with his wife. Some people say, you know why God drove them out of the Garden of Eden? It's because they went to have sex. Who told you God is afraid of that? What do you think the organs were made for? He blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. How can anyone be fruitful and multiply without, without sexual intercourse? The reason why when you're a young man, your sexual edge is so strong is because the next generation is ready to come. Wow. So be careful what you release because you are about to make a baby. That's how much the next generation is. Because if you didn't have that edge, I'm telling you, many men will be very at peace. Or many men, especially some husbands, they will never go near their wives. It's just because of need. But the need has been programmed by God because of the next generation. Wow. Oh, it's even a whole generation. Sir, so you are fine. <laughs> you are fine. There's nothing wrong with you. Christian brother, there's nothing wrong with you if you have an edge. There's nothing wrong. But be careful you don't use it wrongly. Because Satan will step in. You can use that to create a platform for Satan to come and dance on your head. So when you see a brother who, who's been misled by his edge or a sister, if you see a sister who has been misled by her age, don't stone her. Don't endorse it, but don't stone her. Don't, don't stone her because she's a human being. He's a human being. And these are things that happen to human beings. The fact that you are in church doesn't mean you stop being a human being. You haven't stopped being a human being, but just that you have the Holy Ghost so he can help you to live the life you are supposed to live. Well, Adam knew his wife. Let's all say that together. Now, now Adam knew his wife. One more time. Now Adam knew his wife. And she conceived. She, so that tells you what it means to know. She conceived and bore Cain. And said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Adam knew his wife. In fact, I want us to go to the verse, verse 19. All right, now let's pick it from here. In the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread. That's God when you're dealing with Adam. You shall eat bread. In the sweat of your face, till, till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken. For thus you are, and thus you shall be. Say, thus I am, I am. and thus I will be. Thus I am, and thus I will be. When the Lord cursed the serpent, 
He said, you shall eat dust. Is there? The Lord cares, he said, because you have done, he cares about everything. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the day. So dust you are, the serpent eat dust. So if you don't have Christ, you are hot breakfast for the devil. Meals, meals on wheels. Why? Because dust thou art. That's why those who are not in Christ end up always in crisis. Because dust thou art. Listen, don't run away from church. Don't run away from church because there is a real Satan out there. He's already eating your father's leg. Now he's about to eat your head. When, this is one of the wise advice you always have to take for yourself. When you are a young person, look at the things that happened to your mother. If you're a woman, usually, look at what happened to your mother. Let's say you are 18. Sometimes you have to check, mom, how, how was life like for you when you were 18? If your mother got pregnant, got pregnant with you at the age of 17, when you, start, when you are 16, you have to start praying. Because you are likely to repeat the history. It's not because your mother is bad, but there might be a demonic control there. If your father abandoned you, even though you hate him, just start praying because you're also about to abandon your children. And the way you like girls, you are very likely to repeat your father's history. Wow. Yeah. So, in Genesis, look at the verse 20. It's someone like, I want you to learn something. Watch this. And Adam calls, watch this. Adam called his wife Eve. Why did he say that? Because? Because? Say it again. Why? She was the mother of all living. The day you eat this, you will die. But after Adam has had an encounter with God, instead of saying that she's the mother of the dead, because her womb is dead, we are dead, he prophesied. He prophesied. He prophesied that my wife will be the mother of all living. Because we have encountered God in his message. It was part of the plan. So the devil started having party. Until God came and cursed him, he didn't care much because he has spoiled the plan of God through man. Now man will be dead because God told him the day you eat it, you shall surely die. If I add Genesis chapter 2 verse 16, you shall surely die. 17. You shall surely die. So the devil knew that man is surely dying. And after God pronounced the curse to the devil, he turns to man and the devil was thinking, curse him, curse him, let him die, curse him. He said, Adam, because you have done this, the ground is cursed. Meanwhile, the devil will be crawling on the ground the rest of his life. He said, Adam, the ground is cursed for your sake. And he said, with your, it will produce tons and thistles. You will, you will sweat to eat from. Then when he finished, Adam called his wife. Ooh, Adam called his wife, his name Eve, because she, she was the mother of all, not dead, all living. I've just met God. He said, I've just met God and there is life. Listen, I, didn't, I don't know what has been going off in your life. It's like you put milk, you bought fresh milk, You've left it for three days. 
on the table. You know, when you pour it, you have lamps. Yeah. We left it and, you know, five days, you know it's gone off. You know it's gone off. Some of you, your life is like milk that has gone off. Your education is like milk that has gone off. Your moral life is like milk that has gone off. So Adam, after having encounters with God, he said, devil, it's up to you. He calls his wife the mother of all living. Why? Because, look at this. Oh boy, this is so good. Listen. Adam, Adam! What have you done? Did you eat of the fruit of the tree I told you not to eat of? God is the woman. The devil goes to the, uh, God, the, 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 the Lord goes to the devil and begins to rain curses on the devil. And then somewhere in the curse, he said, the seed of the woman you have deceived, her seed will bruise your head, will crush your head. Ah! Does that mean God still has something good in this kind of a woman? Go and ask Rahab. With God, no human being can ever go beyond recovery. And he went, last week, as I taught you, he went as far as, as incorporating Rahab in the bloodline of God. The natural bloodline of, bloodline of God shouldn't include a prostitute. Yes. He said, the seed of the woman, the seed of the woman, why must he pass through a prostitute? We might not even know the father. The seed of a woman. The seed of the... So from that time, do you know what Satan did? He saw Adam. He said, you are not that important. He kept an eye on the woman. So Adam knew his wife, and she conceived. So that's, ah! Okay, the seed is coming. The seed is coming. The seed is coming. What happened? Verse, chapter 4, verse 1. She conceived. She co- and bore Cain. And he said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she conceived again. Woo! She said, and bore Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep. And Satan kept his eye on them. He was trying to see which one is the good one. Because there's always good and bad somewhere. So, so Satan knows you are good by trying to highlight your worst parts, your bad parts, your bad. That's why you keep getting distracted. You know what all the, what they are saying about you. They might be right, but it's not true that you are not, you are that bad. You have been to prison, but listen, you are a preacher in the making. So Satan kept his eye. Then he saw he saw that Abel Abel seemed to be the good guy. Abel seemed to give, because Cain, Cain, there's access around Cain. He's a jealous guy. God warned him. Sin lies at your door. Satan targeted Cain. Chapter 4, verse 7 or verse 9. God said, Cain, Cain, Cain. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin. Can you imagine? He says, sin lies at your door. And its desire is to have you. God told him. He said, his desire is to have you. And he said that you can master it. You can rule over it. I don't know who I'm preaching to. Master it. Because Satan is up for the grabs. You have such a beautiful destiny. 
You have such a colorful future. Amen. Satan will make sure that will not happen. So he will use what you like. He will use what you like to block who you are supposed to become. A champion is somebody who walks away from what they desire to protect what they love. So, sin lies at your door. Its desire is to have you. You have to master it. They presented sacrifices. God has taught them what to do. Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse, um, verse 4, By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. Right? Right? How did he do it? By faith. How did he do it? And how does faith come? Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing. So you can't have faith if you have not heard the word of God. So if Abel offered the sacrifice by faith, it starts to imply that they were taught the word of God. They were taught by their parents or God taught them the word of God. That's why he could offer by faith. So God rejected Cain. He rejected Cain and warned Cain that sin lies at your door. It's not the sacrifice. See, he missed God, but he didn't stop there. You miss church, it doesn't stop there. You miss church, you are going to the boy. You miss church, you are going back to the drugs. You, miss, you start missing church, you are going back to the clubs. You don't miss God and remain the same. You won't remain at the same. Oh, you know, I know what I'm about. I know my, 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 I'm a strong person. You are joking. You are not that strong. Stop sleeping and let's see if you can. If you are that strong, say, I won't sleep again. It's not possible. So that means you are not. How many of you have fallen asleep before? You, you didn't want to sleep, but you are so tired. It's, 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 it's human. It's human. How many of you have caught cold before? Or flu? You don't, sometimes you don't even know where it came from. You don't know where it came from. That tells you you are so susceptible. You are so vulnerable. You are so gullible. So stop thinking you are that strong. Stop thinking you are that strong and put systems in place to protect your weakness or protect you from being a victim of your weakness. You like girls, stop hugging girls. Others may do it, they'll be fine, but you can do it. You like this boy too much, block his number or delete it completely. Don't, don't have anything to, don't go to that house, sister. Don't go, brother, don't go there. Please don't go there. Others may go and come back, but by the time you go and come, you are scattered. You are scattered, shattered, and battered. Don't go there. Don't go there and they'll say, oh, but we are all Christians. Yes, you, we are there are different types of Christians. I'm a Christian who wants to protect my sanity with God. Don't go there. There are some places you don't go. There are some parties you don't go. There are some people you can't afford to hang around. Yeah. You will go back into drugs. There are some girls you are too weak towards. Yeah, they are also in church, but you are weak towards them. Don't put them in your car. It's raining, they stand up, don't worry. The God who has kept you this far, he'll protect them. No, you have to protect yourself. Others might be able to do it. But you must know your weakness. You must know your boundaries. You must know your strength. Other than that, you are walking around fake. 
That's how come you are sitting in chair. You are genuine, but you look fake. Because what you can't stop practicing is putting a big question mark on your sanity and your purity and your genuineness and your cleanness and transparency. But it's, it's not that you are bad. It's just that you're struggling. So why don't you put in systems that will help you to handle this thing effectively? Don't go there. Because there's a plan of God on your life. If God has a plan for you, that means Satan also has a plan for you. Yeah, Satan has. You think he will let you go? No, 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 no. Other people, he doesn't care. But I said something. When you come to church, when you come to God, you, don't, you are not supposed to live with guilt. Can I say that again? Any preaching that makes you feel guilty and feels like running away from God is not a good preaching. It's not God kind of preaching. God said, Adam, where are you? Adam said, I saw you and I was running away. He didn't go. He came to Adam. It doesn't matter what you have done wrong. God is still interested in you because he has a plan and a beautiful plan for your life. You will not fall like others fell. You are not going to join and add to the negative statistics. You are going to be the colorful statistics. statistics. Let me try and round this thing up because you think I've forgotten. I came from 2 Timothy chapter 1. I'm going there. I'm working my way back there. Working my way back there. So, so, it's important to understand that once you come into contact with God, your story starts to change. Yeah. Mm, I like that one. When, when does your story, your story start to change? When you come into contact with God. So if it's the line you are doing, please don't complicate matters. Start changing what is making you vulnerable. In the theological seminaries and in the Orthodox churches and traditional churches, one of the things they teach people to do is to pray for the sin of omission and sin of commission. Sin of commission is the one you did. Sin of omission, maybe I didn't know I should have done it and I didn't do it, so you have to pray. Please stop focusing so much on the omission. You have so much, the ones you know. I don't say, God, if I've done anything, I didn't know I should have done forget. Please stop praying for the ones you know you should have done. Don't go around, so I don't know, maybe I've offended God because he has said something I didn't do. Please, that, don't waste your, that's religion. That's religion, because there's always something, since you are not perfect, there's always something you might have missed. But Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, I think verse 15, 16, somewhere there, it says, to extend to which we have gotten to this far, continue in the same, put it verse from verse 14. 14 talks about do everything without memory or something like that. Yeah, do all things without complaining and disputing. Go to the next verse. And uh, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and a perverse generation. Wow. Amongst whom you shine as lights in the world, as luminous in the world. Look at the next verse. Holding fast the word of, of life so that 
I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain. This is a pastor's heart or liberty. I just want you to continue. So when Christ comes, I know this thing, I've not labored in vain. Look at the next verse. Yes, and if I'm being poured out as a drink offering on the, sac- uh, on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I'm glad and rejoice with you all. Do you know what that means? It pains. It's costly to do ministry. And he said, I'm being poured out as a drink. My life is flowing out of me. But it's on the sacrifice of your service. It's, a, 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 it's an offering of your sacrifice and your service of faith. In other words, I'm being poured out so that you can stand in Christ. He said, I rejoice for that. That's Paul for you. And that should be every Christian minister's drive. Instead of targeting to see what I will get from you. Most people have business ideas behind the pulpit. The next verse. For the same reason you also be glad and rejoice with me. But I think the actual uh, scripture I was looking at, I think it's verse, th- verse chapter 3, chapter 3 or so, around the teens, where it talks about the level to which you have attained, maintain the same, yeah, it's verse 16. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rules. Let, uh, let us be of the same mind. What does that mean? You see how you are doing well, at least, in your Christian life. The things you have done to bring you this far, stay, stay with it. Stay with it. Stay, stay, also maybe it's not the best I want to do for, but it's, it's making you go forward. Look at how now today, look at you in church. Look at you. All the madness has been shaved off and you look like a, a, an angel. You are doing well, even though you want to go higher. It says to the degree where you have attained these things, let us walk by the same. Walk by the same thing. You have come this far by humility. Why are you changing? You have come this far by servitude. You've come this far by giving respect to the word of God. When the word of God is being taught, you open your heart. You are receiving. You are receiving. Look at where it has brought you. Why are you changing? So to the degree you have attained. And look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Very interesting. He said, brethren, uh, join in following my example and note those who walk, who so walk. As you have, you have us as a pattern. This is a very powerful one. He said, join in following my example. And those, watch the people who are doing it the way we do it. Those are the people you should team up with. We are doing it, they do it differently. He said, watch them. Watch them. Watch them. So he said, we should follow a certain pattern. Don't be looking for God. What haven't, what haven't I done? But ask for God, what should I do? What you ask me to do, give me grace to do it. It will help you in enjoying Christ more. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, so let me work the plan and then end now. So the plan is that God comes to Eve, and then Eve gives birth to Cain and Abel, and God tells Cain, watch it, sin is lying at your door. How many of you know what it means when sin is lying at your door? Yeah, that guy sent you a text. <laughs> yeah, you know. Some of those texts can be so nice. Yeah. Sometimes when you are lonely, you want to call somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. God told Cain, if you do right, would you not be accepted? But if you don't do right, sin lies at your door and it has an agenda. Its desire is to rule over you. How many of you have ever felt like something is ruling over your life? 
It's like you are not in control. You don't want to do it, but it's like that's sin. Sin has a desire to rule over you. Every addiction is a sign that sin is ruling. Yeah. Sin is, please, if you are here and you are addicted, addicted to something, if you are here, you are addicted, I want you to know, it's not you. Sin is ruling over your life. And that is why you have to run to Christ and abandon everything. Because the Bible said, sin shall no longer have dominion over you. Romans chapter 6 verse 14. If you are in Christ, sin shall no longer have dominion. Yeah, for you are not under the law. Sin shall no longer have dominion over you. So if you are addicted to anything, it is sin that is ruling over you. And that rule, if you are in Christ, that rule is illegal. That rule is not legitimate. That rule is undermining legalities. And so you, can, you have to rise up and say, no way, I'm in Christ. This addiction cannot come in here. So, that's why one of the ways to deal with it, listen, first of all, is not deliverance. Going for, to be prayed for. Receive it, receive it. It's not bad in itself, but that's not where it starts from. It starts from opening yourself. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. It's the word of deliverance. It's the word of deliverance. Keep listening to preaching, reading your Bible, listening to preaching, praying, reading your Bible. You'll be shocked at the internal strength. Internal strength that you are loading into your system. So, so you have to strengthen yourself. Satan will, sin always lies at your door. But you can master it. Master it. Master it. Good news for some of you who think that some of us are far better than you. It's because we have put systems wow. to keep us going. You, what systems have you put in place? Sin lies at your door. Watch this. See if after today's service, that girl will not call you. Wow. See if that temptation will not ring at your bed, knock on your door again. As soon as you give your attention, the first thing is smiles. It's not a friend. It's smiling at you, but it's not a friend. It's smiling at you, it's not a friend. Well, so Abel was born, Cain was born, and Satan, because sin was lying at the door of Cain, Satan entered Cain because that's the right one, and he knew that Abel would be the seed of the woman. He saw righteousness growing up. He said, ah! So Satan went for Abel through Cain. And Satan murdered. Because Satan was the one who murdered. In the Genesis, he's presented as a serpent. In Revelation, it's a red dragon. Where did he get the redness from? Blood. Wow. It's a red dragon. Red dragon. But Revelation said that red dragon. Red. In Genesis, he was a serpent. But he's fed on blood so much. Those of you who have seen mosquitoes before. Fat mosquito, you kill them and full of blood. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fairy red dragon had been serving the dragon. Now it's a dragon red. Jesus said, You are of your father, the devil. 
know. For he has been lying from the beginning in, in the book of John, chapter 8, verse 10. And he says that, watch this. He says that when he lies, he's speaking, he's, he said, you are the father of the devil and desire the desires of your father you do. He was what? He was what? Since when? The first murder in the Bible, he was behind it. He was a murderer from the beginning. The first murder is don't blame Cain, the devil. But you can blame Cain because he's culpable. Why? God warned him, sin lies at your door. Satan is the one behind it, but sin lies at your door. Girl, don't be the, the reason why a Christian brother will fall. Sin lies at your door. But you are a woman and a man in the plan of God. Satan is trying to do you what he did to Cain. Mm-hmm. Bible mentions Cain. said, Cain. Cain. In Hebrews, he mentions Cain. In Jude, he mentions Cain. 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 Modern day Cain. Jude, Jude 11 says that, woe to them, for they have gone the way of Cain. Wow. You've gone the way of Cain. What's the way of Cain? Sin was lying at your door, but he didn't respect it. Wow. Didn't respect it. And Satan uses you to carry out his assignment. God has a plan for you and through you, but Satan ends up using you for his plans. You've gone the way of Cain. Wow. You are the one who has gone online and blasting churches, you. You used to be an usher. Now you are blasting the church. You came. You've gone the way of Cain. You've gone the way of Cain. You are forming a group chat. Uh, a group chat. And the group chat is to discuss negative things in church. You've gone the way of Cain. You've gone the way of Cain. And watch them. What about the time you realize they started talking, they have started dating somebody, even not dating. They started messing up. They've gone the way of Cain. It always ends up in doing, going on the other side, the side of the devil. When you study the Bible, there's always two lines. Side, the line of righteousness and the line of evil from the beginning to the end. So if those who go the way of Cain, sin announces itself because God will draw your attention. That, hey! What you are entertaining, sin is lying at your door. I don't know, am I preaching to somebody? Oh, be careful, because you pay for it. Judas betrayed Jesus. Someone needed to betray him. Judas said, I'll do it. Why? Because sin was lying at his door. He did it, and he died before Jesus died. Yeah. He died before for our salvation. He died. He betrayed Jesus for our salvation. But that wasn't his agenda. Sin was lying at his door. So from that time, Satan has been looking. If anybody shows up, looks like that, he wants to attack. He's been looking. And he killed Abel. When he killed Abel, God gave birth. She gave birth. Eve gave birth again and called Seth. And God gave him a replacement. Gave her a replacement. And Seth gave birth. And he began to take over again. And the line, Abraham had Isaac and Ishmael. Isaac. Jacob, uh, Isaac had Jacob and Esau. Then went through um, Jacob. Jacob had the 12, and it went through Judah. It, it's, it's, it's going through a line. It's going through, and Satan keeps, keeps an eye. Why do you think he wanted to, during the time of Esther, 
He wanted to kill all, get rid of the Jews. During the time of Hitler, Satan has been trying to find out where is this seed coming from? Where is this seed coming from? He tried to get rid of them, but you can't get rid of them because that's God himself is his plan. He has a plan. He has a plan. Satan tried to get rid of you, but look at you in church. Look at you in church. The things you have done, if we speak about it, people will not believe it. People will not believe it. But look at you today. We are going outreach. You are also wearing yellow t-shirts. Oh, I think you should clap for Jesus. There's a plan. God's got a plan. And the plan includes people like you. You might be like a Rahab, a Tama, a Ruth, or a Bathsheba, Uriah's wife. God still has a plan that covers you. And you can be like a Virgin Mary. God still have a plan that includes you. You can be like a very old Elizabeth. God's, in fact, I was listening to the Bible on tape and Elizabeth's husband, I think this morning, the husband, when the angel told him in Luke chapter one, your wife shall conceive, he said, huh? And the angel said, hey, I stand before God. I'm angel Gabriel. I stand before God. He didn't give him it didn't convince him. I thought like the way, way the angel tried to convince Mary. The angel didn't convince him. He said, and the angel answered and said, look at verse 18, and I'll move up from 18. I have to finish on Luke, um, uh, Second Timothy. Uh, and Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. I mean, you are telling me you are going to have a child? Didn't Mary also say, how, how shall these things be? Since I know no one. And rather the angel gave an explanation. He said, don't worry, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore, that thing that will be born of you shall be called the Holy Child of God. And then the angel went further in 2036 and he said, even your cousin Elizabeth has given, has conceived and she's in the six months of her pregnancy. Then an angel went further, 37, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Look at the way he took three verses to convince Mary. And Mary said, I'm the handmaiden of the Lord. Let be it unto me according to the word. And then the angel went. That's why he was waiting. Zechariah, he said the same thing. How shall these things be? I'm an old man. Look at the angel's response. The angel answered to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God. I was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. And I've, been told, I've told you, you didn't listen. You are not believing. Look at the next verse. Behold, you will be mute. You'll be dumb. From today, you will not speak again. And those of you who believe in everything, fair, fair. The angel didn't go to Elizabeth to go and tell her anything. He didn't tell Elizabeth anything. He just spoke to the man, go home. And the dumb man went home, I don't know, but old man, old lady, they had fellowship. He couldn't speak this time. So I'm sure the wife was even sympathetic towards him or something. He couldn't speak. And the point I'm making is the miracle that is coming, if they don't stop this man from talking, he'll use the confession to spoil it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Be careful. God will stop you from talking. <laughs> because the plan of God was coming through Elizabeth. He will not allow his, her, her husband to talk this miracle away. Yeah. 
So after announcing it, you say, okay, I think there's a problem here. Shut your mouth. You can't talk anymore. You can act your own belief, but you can't speak it. Because there's power in your speech. God is interested in you. Can you help me? Tell that person for me. Tell the person here to you. Tell them, God is interested in you. He has plans to include you in his plans. Tell the person. So make yourself available. Make yourself available. Make yourself available. Now let me finish what, where I started from. Do you know I didn't actually preach my message? I have actually not preached my message. Because the message, I was going to use 2 Timothy chapter 1, um, verse 8. But verse 8 was not meant to be the text. It was meant to be verse 10 and 11. But I was going to go from verse 9 because it says that God has called us not according to our good works, right? That's okay. Therefore, don't be ashamed of me. Can I finish on this? Are you sure I can finish on this? Therefore, don't be ashamed of me, of the testimony of Jesus, not being his prisoner. Suffer with me for the gospel. Look at the next verse. The gospel of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us where? In Christ, when? Before time began. Did you see the plan where it started? Before time began. There's always been a plan before you were born. And you were included in the plan before you were born. Because it was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. So that means you were considered in Christ Jesus before time began. If it was before time began, it's certainly before your mother was born. You were included. So before you started messing up, you have already been included. Some of you think you are bad enough. You are not so bad that it would exclude you. Now that you have, you have found yourself in Christ. The problem is if you are not in Christ, the, the, the plan cannot be activated. It only gets activated. You know, um, I like this thing, the vitamin C, the one you put in the water. Oh, man, is finished. I've been meaning to buy some. I just love it. The other time I wanted to drink it like juice, but it's not healthy. If you drink it too much, it's, oh, and it's so small. When you take too much water, you don't feel it. You just need enough. But enough water is also so small, it's finished. Oh, I like it. But you won't feel it that way when you're drinking until you put it in water. So you have to put it, your, the plan of God for your life cannot come to life until it hits the water. Do you understand? The plan of God cannot come to life until you are in Christ. Some of you are not in Christ. You are just decided from today you are going to be a nice person. Please, don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm talking about. Being a nice person will still take you to hell. Wow. Being a nice person still keeps you out of the plan of God. The only thing that includes you and brings you in is he has saved us and called us according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ. Say in Christ. Christ. Before the world began. But, let me finish it. But has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to life through the gospel. Oh, gospel has appeared again. But look at the next verse. Of which I am appointed a preacher. You see the gospel? I told you we preach the gospel. Ah, my own, I sing it, please. (laughs) Preach it. We preach the gospel. 
I'm an, a preacher and an apostle, and we teach the gospel. And a teacher of the Gentiles, for which reason I suffer all these things. <laughs> oh, so being a preacher of the gospel can expose you to suffering. Can, I'm going to say something to shock you. Wow. Are you ready? Yes. I need to take off my coat before I say this. Are you ready for this? Are you sure you are ready? Not everybody will be saved. Some are meant for hell. It's possible that there are people listening to me right now who are going to hell. I said it's possible. I'm not saying it's you. Because I don't believe it's you. But there is a person here or some people here. Pastor, how do you know you are going to hell? Because you will die before you come to Christ. We will call you. Come and give your life to Christ. You will not come. Ah, now you are the one. Meanwhile, you know you are not in Christ. And we are calling you. You will not come. Ah, you are the one I've been talking about. You are the one who is going to hell. You are the, you've come to church, but you are still going to hell. Don't go to hell. You're preaching. Don't go to hell. When I finish, I'm going to pray for special people. And we will know those who mean. See, when you mean business for God, you don't care what anybody thinks. When you mean business for God, you take steps for God. When you mean business for God, you take bold steps for God. Romans 1, 16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm not ashamed. Don't be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord. Nor of me, his prisoner. I'm not ashamed. Satan will try to intimidate you to feel all that cool because you are trying to impress people to depress your future. You want to keep up with the Joneses? You miss heaven. God has a beautiful plan for your life, but he can't do anything if you don't take a step boldly to come to Jesus. What does the man gain? If he gains the whole world and loses his soul. I don't know who I'm talking to. God has been calling you for a long time. God has been calling you. God has been, so many things, Satan has been putting so many impediments your way to block you. Your feelings, sometimes you feel shy. Sometimes it's your friends. Sometimes the way you look. Sometimes the way you are thinking. Satan has used anything to block you. Even coming to church is a miracle. Hell is real. And it's meant for Satan and his angels. But some human beings as stubborn as certain people listening to me will choose to join the, the enemy. God bless you for listening to this powerful message. May the power of God be evident in your life. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube and listen to more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms. You can also connect with David Entry and our youth ministry at Caris Phase 2 on Instagram and TikTok and at Caris on Campus on Snapchat so you are always up to date. Be blessed.